0: The following podcast will probably cause offense if you are easily offended. Proceed with caution. The following podcast
1: is presented by the Super Network and POP4D. It's the To Tuesdays Podcast, a weekly show where your hosts Go on the free streaming service Tubi at tubitv.com and find a film to do a commentary slash watch along for. We are the number one Tubi related podcast hosted by two Australians and one Canadian. And they are Super Marcy.
0: What is this?
1: The terrible Australian B. mind.
0: I got my bottle of red wine and my vacuum cleaner and I'm ready to go.
1: And Professor Batch. That's a Christmas counter. This podcast contains coarse language. This movie looked like it was f***. This escalated quickly. Adult themes.
0: You gotta press some buttons if you really wanna get that phone going.
1: And potential spoilers.
0: Spoiler alert.
1: Listener discretion is advised. If you want to watch the film along with listening to the podcast you can find it streaming or perhaps on physical media and just start the film when we say go and then pause anytime Tubi gives an ad and then press play once it's over to continue. For more information please check supermarcy.com and you can show your support at patreon.com slash the super network and get exclusive video versions of this show weekly. Now onto your feature presentation. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Tubi Tuesdays podcast, your podcast where your hosts go on the free streaming service Tubi and watch random movies. I am your host, Super Marcy, and this is episode 66. And what makes episode 66 very special? Well, you'll find out very soon. We are continuing Troma Month. This is the final episode for Troma Month and we have a very incredible episode for everybody but before we get to it I'll introduce the other Australian and the Canadian portion of this podcast. Please welcome my co-host, he is the one who is terrible, bead Jermine. Hello Bede, how are you today?
0: I'm good thanks Marcy, how are you?
1: Very, very good. Very good. Doing well. Loving uh, loving life right now, i got to say.
0: Yeah. I've I, I got to say I'm the same as well, because we are at the end of Troma Month, and we decided to go out with a bang for this one, which mm. we will reveal shortly. Yeah. But uh, I'm very excited for this episode, Marcy. Mm,
1: absolutely. Just whoa. And uh, please welcome, he is back. He has not been strangely kidnapped by Craven uh, this week. Please welcome our beautiful Canadian brother, Professor Batch.
2: Good day. Now, I know Craven told me that I was supposed to be his bodyguard, but what he doesn't realize is that I'm letting Lily's last know his whereabouts all time. So...
3: <laughs>
1: you you want to do that? Because I don't like <laughs> you, Craven. <laughs> Damn it, Craven. Damn it, Craven. <laughs> but I made
2: sure I was back this week, because this is a huge show it, where... Blowing up Trauma Month with a bang. Tell us why, guys.
1: Yes. So, everybody, this is the big one. This is the biggest episode ever of the Tubi Tuesdays podcast, where we actually did not use Tubi to watch the film, but you'll understand why. And the <laughs> film the first is
2: time. on... It's not the first time we never used Tubi to... Read it.
1: Well, that is true. However, <laughs> the film is on Tubi as of this recording. Well, uh, we should also
0: state... Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Oh, no, you, you go. <laughs> I was going to right. say, not a, the reason why this is a big episode is because we have a very, very special guest. Mm-hmm. And this person picked the movie themselves for this episode by their choice. Yeah. And tell us, Marcy, who that person is and what the film they picked.
1: Yeah. So we have uh, arguably the biggest guest we have ever had on the To Be Tuesdays podcast. Uh, I cannot contain my excitement anymore. Uh, We will be joined by the one and only Lloyd Kaufman, the man behind Troma, the face of Troma, the man responsible for all these amazing films. Yes, Lloyd Kaufman is joining us on the show as our special guest. And he picked the absolute classic, Troméo and Juliet. Woo! I mean, what, what what planet are we on, guys? We are about to watch *Troméo and Juliet* with the Lloyd Kaufman. Like, this is oh, how exciting! I, I, I think our excitement
0: it. levels are at least three hundred percent, Marcy. I think we're all three of us are very excited for this.
2: Now, we should say, full disclosure, this is not a normal episode of 2B Tuesday because we were very gracious to work around Lloyd's schedule. We recorded this episode in two different uh, recordings. So if it's a little different, then (laughs) that's why. But still, it is awesome.
1: Yes. So just keep that in mind. Um, It shouldn't be too difficult to kind of keep up with um, watching along with the film, but I'm sure you can just kind of. Rewind or fast forward to kind of keep in sync, but even without watching it, I'm sure uh, us watching Tremio and Julius with Lloyd Kaufman is going to be fantastic. And if you are very sensitive to any kind of topics, this might not be the episode for you. If you know anything about Lloyd Kaufman, Lloyd is a man who does not hold back when he talks, and he is no uh, very. He has no filter. He's very funny. He's just wonderful. So if you're kind of maybe a bit unsure, I mean, that's uh, your, your choice to skip it. Uh, we do not want to offend anybody, but maybe if you're offended, that's not But I'm an asshole. Yeah. Uh, Craven's <laughs> probably offended. But, yeah, um, without further ado, let's uh, welcome the man to the show. And we are here by, with the legendary, the one and only Lloyd Kaufman. Uncle Lloyd, thank you for joining us today. Woo! Wow.
4: We're not worthy. Well, thank you. <laughs> I am not worthy. <laughs> thank you very much. This is indeed a, or not to be evening.
1: To be or not to be. That is the question.
4: <laughs> it's a big of reference because the, the Tempest is, uh, our latest Shakespearean adaptation, and it is being called the best adaptation of *The Tempest* uh, that has been created in the entire history of Shakespeare. But we're going to talk about *Tromeo and Juliet*, right? Yes,
3: yes, yes,
1: yes. yes. It, it,
2: indeed. It, it's it's Troma, it's *Troma* month on the *Tubi Tuesday* podcast. We're doing all *Troma* films this month. So the first one we did was *The Toxic Avenger*, and we're yes. gonna wrap. We're wrapping it up with uh, *Tromeo and Juliet*.
4: Well, thank you very much.
1: Yes, all the love to Troma and uh, people out there, please check out Troma now. It is the Troma streaming service. It is dirt cheap. You get a one-month free trial. There is so much amazing content on there. I will be spending uh, a lot of time on Troma now, so please throw your support behind Troma and subscribe.
4: (laughs) We, uh, my wife and I, watch it. We actually love it. It's got about a thousand movies. It's got uh, uh, behind-the-scenes, full-length documentaries, mm. about poultry guys, toxic, course just It's got music videos. Uh, Stromanow has my exclusive. Uh, Make you it's, it's really good. Yes, right? uh, our own library of about a thousand different movie movies, and uh, plus every month. The James
1: Gunn's and
4: Eli Ross, Samuel Jackson's of the future.
1: There's so much amazing content on Troma now, and I am very keen to look watch all the documentaries because I love that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, they're great. And you can get the app. The app is the app is free on the App Store. So, uh, yes,
1: it is it's on my phone.
4: <laughs> it's definitely a lot of fun and also uh, – Movies that come from the heart, you know, movies made by real independent thinkers and uh, people uh, in the tradition of other great trauma directors like Trey Parker and Matt Stone and uh, 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 James. I'm Gunn. not
1: used to this microphone. James, well, Whatever happened to James Gunn? Uh, beats me. I kind of <laughs> lost uh,
4: lost touch, but uh, <laughs> uh, but thanks. Well, uh, Romeo and Juliet is uh I spent uh, uh, five years uh, trying to uh figure out how to, how to do Romeo and Juliet uh had all different uh, writers uh, uh first I did it in Shakespearean uh, iambic pentameter then we got high school kids John G Avilson, by the way who with whom I worked on Rocky and Cry Uncle and uh, slow and uh, Saturday night fever and slow dancing the big he my, he told me uh get high school kids and have them talk in their language and, and rewrite shape, uh, Tromeo and Juliet. And I did that and that ended up being pretty stupid because <laughs> the, American public, the American school system sucks. And then uh, I, tried, I don't know, five years later, uh, uh, James Gunn became my assistant. And uh, I, I saw that he had an MA from Columbia University and he had written a very good novel. Uh, and he was a performance art, uh, artist who uh, on his resume, it said he vomited on stage. So he was the ultimate, the perfect trauma employee. And I gave him 100 bucks and uh, maybe 125. And he came back with a very good draft. He solved the balcony speech. He solved, oh, the biggest problem with uh, James's, uh, uh, um, how do you call it, Uh, his first draft, uh, he had seven urination scenes. (laughs) (laughs) the trauma we we don't permit more than five urination scenes oh. mm-hmm. but other than that it was a brilliant uh, first draft we worked on the next draft for a couple of months and uh and basically james uh, was my uh, co-director on the movie and uh, he he's in the film too he's
2: yep.
4: he's very funny in the movie
2: his brother's all right as well
4: <laughs> sean uh, sean penn uh, sean uh gun <laughs> sean penn is busy and uh <laughs> in but uh, Sean Gunn, who's uh, much nicer than Sean Penn, he uh, did a terrific job in Tromeo oh, yeah. and Juliet. And also Willie Wisely, who was one of James Gunn's high school friends, uh, scored the movie, scored the film. And you'll be very happy to know that Tromeo and Juliet's soundtrack is out, a complete annotated t- a soundtrack with not just Willie Wisely's uh, m- movie for the score, but also uh, Lemmy and the, the uh, Pope, on a, uh, Pope on a Rope and uh, uh, um, uh, oh gosh, there was a big uh, guy who killed himself. Uh, oh damn it, I'm getting seen. <laughs> that's uh, all right, boy. What's the guy? The, Sublime. Sublime. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, song. Yes. It's and James Gunn's band from high school, The Icons. James said he made more money from the music that he uh, put in Romeo and Juliet than uh, from the screenplay, but uh, good for him. Nice. Well, <laughs> but, should, we, uh, yeah, should we get yeah, on well,
1: with it and watch amazing. some of this movie? Yeah, let's, we, let's play the movie and, uh, and have
0: a uh, chat. While yeah, I well, uh, yeah, well, Ooh. I'll count us down from five and all of our listeners out there, if you're watching the film on Tubi or Trova now. But uh, I say go, that's when you play the movie. So in five, one. four, three, two, one, go.
1: Let's let's have a look at Romeo and Juliet.
4: Oh, this is a beautiful, beautiful Troma logo, 50 mm-hmm. years, uh, and uh, I, I don't remember who who wrote the music, but I do remember that Theo, our um, at the time our um, special effects mat artist, created the uh, cityscape with the uh, wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh, look at this—a squirrel! It's a
2: squirrel. Uh, that poor squirrel. Uh,
4: uh, yeah, that's a, that's an animatronic squirrel it's not real
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Lloyd uh what I love about the opening you know logo mm-hmm. of Troma I was just saying like that opening logo needs to be up there with like the legendary 20th century fox or Columbia pictures or Warner Brothers logos it's that iconic
4: well thank you thank you very much and appreciate it and um uh, Lemmy who was uh uh, got, Lemmy. Uh, Lemmy has more words on screen. He has more dialogue than anybody. And uh, yet you can't understand one word. So uh, <laughs> now, now uh, uh, as we he did about eight movies, at some point we gave him subtitles. Uh, but yes. fortunately, we didn't give him subtitles. So you can't quite understand everything. Also, he rewrote some of James Gunn's scripts. Oh. And to this day, James Gunn uh, uh, is not a fan of Lemmy. But I, oh, no. I say Lemmy was a great friend of Troma and and uh, he was the best. And Sean Gunn right there, uh, a wonderful guy, a great guy. And uh, of course, Sean Gunn and James Gunn and Stevie Blackheart, who's in this movie. Uh, Stevie is one of James Gunn's best friends. Uh, there's Debbie Rashan who's been in about eight Troma movies, Scream Queen and uh, probably mm. the queen of, uh, of uh, horror. Uh, but uh, uh, Stevie Blackheart uh, is, to this day, James Gunn's best friend, and uh, he met uh, a number of his closest associates and friends. On uh, And we're all in touch. Jane Jensen, Andrew Weiner. Unfortunately, Lemmy died, but uh, he's in Class of Newcomb High, re- Returned to Class of Newcomb High. Returned. To, he's in a bunch of the Troma movies. Terra Firmer too. James Gunn, Trey Parker, and Matt Stone. <laughs> Do a wonderful public service announcement for um, <laughs> trans uh, for um, uh, hermaphrodites, in you know trying to support yeah. hermaphrodites at the end of Terror Firmer. It's wonderful, uh, very I, yet
0: amusing. I got a question, Lloyd, because um, this is you know this is your take on the classic Shakespeare play Romeo and Juliet. Where did the initial idea of wanting to do like mm. a trauma? Ver-
4: Well, unlike uh, the people who brought you Romeo and Juliet with uh, Leonardo and Claire, uh, who clearly hadn't uh, studied Shakespeare, (laughs) Michael Rivers and I went to Yale University and we studied. We know Shakespeare. And James Gunn has a master's from Columbia. He knows Shakespeare. So uh, we felt that we would probably create a better version. And indeed, we did. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio or Claire, uh, whatever name is, uh, Danes, they didn't know it. I don't think they ever saw Shakespeare. I don't, if they did, they don't understand Shakespeare. The, uh, the, the uh, anyway, enough bad-mouthing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this,
3: thing look, sorry. this is, thing
4: is probably the best interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. And in fact, the Museum of Modern Art, this is James's brother, the, uh, Sean, a wonderful guy, uh. Uh, uh, um this is uh, uh, the uh, Romeo and Juliet was recently presented in a Shakespeare month called uh, Breaking Bard, where they had a day of uh, Romeo and Juliet. They had Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. They had uh, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. And they had Lloyd Kaufman's and James Gunn's Romeo and Juliet. At, and they had ours at the worst playing time, four in the afternoon. And the place was packed. <laughs> All these That's old friends to the Museum of Modern Art, the, these old people, rich people, they all fil- They there were, the security people told me they had more turnaways than any showing at the Museum of Modern Art. Zeffirelli's version came at six, half full, and Lars Berman <laughs> came at uh, prime time and uh, not even half full. So wow. uh, yeah, that tells you something. That tells you that the trauma. Movies uh, are under viewed. Nobody sees them because we mm. don't have money to advertise. We're an independent studio of 50 years and the mainstream media are more interested in uh, advertising dollars. They're more interested in, uh, in uh, 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 promoting, uh, like uh, New York Times just did, promoting uh, a movie that combines porn with, uh, with uh, slasher. Uh, wonderful! What a great idea, A24. So they spent two pages talking about A24, uh, as, and, uh, as if that was never done. The trauma, uh, 50 years, uh, didn't happen. It, it ignored. It's like Russia. We don't exist. <laughs> so uh, so uh, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. But yeah. here we are at the Museum of Modern Art, and we're out t- we're selling more tickets than Boslerman or uh Zeffirelli now Zeffirelli at least had a uh quick uh if you had a remote control you could uh, freeze it on uh on uh, Juliet's uh breast uh what was her name I can't remember her name but um 1968 that was a big deal at Yale
1: meanwhile we just have boobs on the screen and we're a big fan of boobs uh, the, three know, of so. us. It's, the
4: point is is that uh this is a movie made in 1992 or 93 and it's still being shown in movie theaters. And I don't know if Zeffirelli's uh, or Boswell uh, is still being shown. And again, uh, uh, oh. Jane Jensen and Stevie Blackheart and James Gunn and Val, Val, uh, Val, who plays Murray, uh, they all had studied Shakespeare. They understood Romeo and Juliet. They had background on, you know, they, they did. It, it's a mm. wonderful. Because they understood and had studied
2: Shakespeare. The movie also yeah. looks like it's a time capsule of like the time in New York City, the counterculture at that time. Mm.
4: Well, the inspiration for Tromeo and Juliet uh, was what you just said. Uh, the problem was that um, I, I uh, being old, older at the time, 1992, uh, I noticed that the, the uh, mainstream... Was um, uh, all about being ultra cool. Clinton, mm. pres- the uh, about to be president, uh, mm. uh, playing the, the saxophone on MTV. So That's cool, right. you know. The my generation, the post-war baby boomers, had had totally screwed up the notion of love. Uh, the American marriage was uh, down fifty percent. The uh, marriages were breaking up. Uh, to the tune of 50%. And it um, uh, looks like we got a freeze frame. Here. We got a bit of a
1: freeze frame.
4: <laughs> but that's an interesting freeze frame because that guy in the freeze frame won a, won a contest uh, uh, that was run wow. by Spooky World, which was the, at the time the big, uh, how do you call it, the Halloween uh, uh, amusement park. And uh, this guy had won a contest to be in the movie. And we shot it at Spooky World. And the proprietor of Spooky World, who um, his family owned a big uh, company for, to make costumes, including Toxies costumes, he oh, wa- wow. to, uh, he wanted to be in the movie, and also uh, that, that's my one sh- my one uh, scene uh, is, is there. Yeah. So it's interesting that the uh, that uh, uh, what do you call it? S uh, what's uh, S Microsoft uh, <laughs> decided to free. Oh, there straight- we go. And
2: my <laughs> we're
0: deck. back. My well, So much, <laughs> we're back to the yep. movie. <laughs> See, one of the great things about our show, Lloyd, you're going to find out very easily. If mishaps happen on this show, they stay in the show because we, we just are. Keep yeah, don't worry. We keep rolling. We keep rolling because we're watching a movie live. So basically, yeah, we just keep all this stuff. Here's
4: in. is where James Gunn was so brilliant. Instead of Chomio oh, oh, Chomio where, where For All he had this drunken father uh, talking mm. to Romeo uh, because he was so out of his mind with drunkenness. Uh, you know, how brilliant is that rather than the usual? I mean, James Cole, oh, yeah. job. This is a great film. And in a fair world, it would, uh, well, hey, it's still being played in movie theaters. Oh, yeah. We can't keep the. the- there
0: you are. <laughs> Here's that handsome bad old screen, back there. Now,
4: right? We can't keep it in stock. And uh, <laughs> uh, yes. look how beautiful this is. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm a big fan of this movie because it's so different and it's very, it's very uh, bizarrely Shakespearean, but it's so crazy. Everything that could happen happens in this film. And I think Sean Gunn has the best hair I've ever seen in a film.
4: Well, he's the one who came up with it. uh, Brilliant.
1: I, (laughs) I can't take any credit for that.
4: Also, Val, the guy playing Murray, uh, is brilliant when pat and i my wife the commissioner saw his uh his audition we said hey that's that's a uh a, 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 a al pacino and he's a terrific actor great actor. He's so
2: good in this movie mm.
4: i and think everyone's he, just really good in is this. great jane jensen More boobs. wonderful we, we are very
1: thankful for all the boobies in this movie <laughs> oh um,
4: that's thanks to the actors but um, You've got to notice the guy who is uh, the, the guy who is uh, back to us. Uh, check out his uh, fingers because he was missing a finger. And
0: oh. yeah, I did. I did notice that when I rewatched the film again in prep for this show I, that I noticed that one of his fingers was missing.
1: I did not see that. <laughs> one thing I, think another, you, I, was, I like the fluffy That's
4: Very subtle, as you can tell just by this. A uh, few minutes that we've had the pleasure of seeing, and we're all still in touch. Uh, not that's he, that's so cool. But uh, she has been back mm-hmm. in touch. I, I don't think he has been in touch.
1: Oh, we're frozen again on the. Well, no worry, <laughs> that's, we'll that's, keep that's the baby do No worry, the baby's still going. So
4: for the most part, the uh, the everybody in in *Tromeo and Juliet* we're all still Jane Jensen, Andrew Weiner, who was line producer, James Gunn, Stevie Blackheart uh we're all still in in close contact so uh, yeah,
3: right? cool. you no
4: know, how many it's like thirty five years so you know i i have to say i'm proud of that you know i i am more proud of that than were i uh, to get an oscar i wouldn't uh, i i would definitely not accept it if i were to get one but definitely i would send uh super marcy up to accept it on oh, oh,
1: I, I would certainly accept an, it I,
4: you make an idealistic speech
1: <laughs> oh, i'm sure i would yeah, we, lost, we lost the movie
4: <laughs> we don't lost work. the
1: movie this is going so but, well for us with technical issues but no. uh that's don't fine. Work.
4: not to work
0: <laughs> don't worry i'll uh i'll see if i can stream it from my end be
1: oh. it from him. now yes. it's beads turn yeah uh,
4: i'll see if i, I can do, do make it. it more my end uh, puns um <laughs> uh, and if you see hashtag shakespeare shitstorm millimeter but uh I switched over to uh to digital when it and i can, i did some other movies, but when it came time for return to newcomai and return to return to newcomai uh which was suggested by uh Quentin tarantino the the more ambitious two film ver- uh, two film movie two part movie. Uh, I use digital because the digital by that time was better. The Alexa movie, the Alexa camera was better than 35mm.
1: Yeah, it's so strange how everything just um, updates as the years go by and then you're using all sorts of different technology and cameras. And
3: uh, I've uh, had to I,
1: restart recording, so
0: we're good. We're good. Okay. We're good.
1: Where's
0: the that's movie right. back? Uh, <laughs> is the movie is the movie playing
4: on your end? What's that? It's trying to. Oh, okay. play it. All right. It's, <laughs> on, yeah, we're gonna, it's on Troma now. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making a,
0: sure that uh, he's the gonna see it. So.
4: by the way, if you want to buy it on Blu ray and see my commentary track and a lot of extras with James Gunn and the Cast, uh you mm. can, can get the Blu ray. From Tromadirect.com, Tromadirect.com, which also has all of the Troma fashions, the uh, t shirts, the uh, uh, various uh, backpacks, uh, Blu rays, DVDs, backpacks, uh, patches, uh, every, you know, lots of, uh, among which are the uh, Tromeo and Juliet Blu ray, which is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, pristine, better than Criterion.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent better than anything Criterion
4: has. Well, they're good, uh, they're good, but they're not as not as they, they're not as meticulous as Chroma. You know, we really we. <laughs> no, nah, I'm being silly. But uh, <laughs> it's great. But our our Blu-rays are terrific. Uh, they're wonderful. It's just they people, are. People should look at them because they have uh, amazing uh, bonus features and full length documentaries. Poultry Guy's Night of the Chicken Dead's got a. Uh, 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 The best uh, behind the scenes documentary you'll ever see, Poultry in Motion, Truth is Stranger than Shithead, than Chicken. (laughs) chicken, Sorry, Uh, by the way, that guy, the guy who played uh, uh, Q, uh, no, not Q, uh, Uh, he he was a a Shakespearean actor and he Ah. had a kid. He had a kid who was killed. His child was murdered, was oh, nice. run over in a parking lot and died. And he oh. used uh, Tromeo and Juliet to get over it, to try to distract him. The intensity of Tromeo and Juliet, mm. uh, he he used it and he went all the way with it. And honestly, no, he after the movie was over, never spoke. To, he never spoke to us again. Oh, and wow. she... Uh, unfortunately i don't remember the mother of julia of uh juliet uh she is in another one of our movies and she's wonderful but i can't remember which one (laughs) but she's great she's terrific and uh wonderful the everybody in the movie was fabulous that was not the actress uh, that the actor sorry actor person that was a stunt person is this the
1: first time we see Juliet in the film i think it is
4: yeah. Hey, to interrupt, But watch closely because you are going to see a hand under the bed and Juliet her, uh, uh, her uh, or take the or take away the, the guitar. There's a hand reaches <laughs> up. But anyway, if I missed it here, you you rewatch the movie, you'll see uh the line producer's hand under the Aww. bed reaching up to uh, take the guitar here, it oh, comes here her.
2: and there it goes.
0: <laughs> 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 it, it, you can see
4: it amazing. on the tv version i guess yeah. anyway. I, I,
0: amazing just before we uh continue on just let our audience know we're at 14 minutes and 12 seconds just in case and where and people and want to know
4: where we are debbie Rashan who's in about 10 of our movies who is a great actor who is sincere uh lover of independent uh, movies like i and has stayed out of the uh, mainstream. Because she loves the uh, independent world, and uh, Jane Jensen has uh, become a. Uh, she's uh, more into music, and Jane Jensen music. Uh, you can you can see her music uh, or hear it on uh, uh, at Jane Jensen music. I think she, she's. Are all,
0: are all the tattoos on uh, Debbie Rashan real, or are they just ones that you did for the film?
4: I did them myself. You could oh. you know. No, those well, are um, those are uh, tattoo decals. Uh, mm. But uh, the tattoo thing—that—that—that's a good question because the inspiration, in large part, for Tromeo and Juliet was that my generation, the post-war baby boomers, like Clinton, had emphasized coolness. Uh, emotion is uncool. Clinton playing with the sunglasses, playing the clarinet on MTV. No, the saxophone, you know, oh, so cool. And uh, and of course, my generation totally screwed up uh, uh, marriage. Uh, half of them are, 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 are divorced. Uh, so that was one of the points that the generation of uh, Tromeo and Juliet were turning inward. They have they were disenchanted with my generation and they mm-hmm. turned inward. So, hence, they were tattooing themselves and they were indulging in. Uh, autoerotic asphyxiation and stuff like that. And that's what got me interested. And that's what in a large part propelled me to focus on tattoo and, uh, uh, kind of the weird underground, uh, at least weird to me, a bourgeois yeah. mm. uh, underground of a uh, real artist and, uh, the, uh, sort of art that we deal with tattoo art and the stuff. Piercings like, and all that kind of right stuff. Now, what we're watching now. And, uh, because I felt that the post-war generation, the biggest bulge to go through the Python, right? The, the post-war generation still dominates, right? Bernie Sanders, he's 100 years old. Hillary Clinton, uh, hideous uh, witch. Uh, uh, wh- wh- what the hell? Who? Biden, we got a guy 100 years old as president. Mm. He's not a bad dude, maybe, but actually he is a bad dude. Uh, but at any rate, uh, you know what? It's because the people my age control the, and they totally fucked it up. As you can tell by all the riots and everything else that's going on. Black Mm. lives matter. We're still killing black people. We've got more anti-Semitism than ever. We've got a a population of idiots because we have Mm. Clinton, as Michael Moore said, was the most uh, uh, successful Republican president we ever had. So as a result, we've got... uh, 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 horrible things going on right we had the uh, the end of de- democracy almost on january 6th. uh we got yeah the the pyramid is basically there's a small number of extremely rich people who are getting richer and richer and richer at the top of the pyramid and then the rest of us are eating dog shit
0: pretty much yes. that's, that's that's the right. way of the world isn't it yeah <laughs> Well, that's the thing I think with your films, Lloyd, like not just this film, but other trauma films is like, yeah, I mean, people can go into watching them like for the gore or the violence or the over-top hilarity, but you always have something to say within each of your mm. stories. Mm-hmm. I, we don't,
4: Michael Hurst, my partner of 50 years and I, we don't take our movies too seriously, but we take the, the, the we take, uh, I'm sorry, we don't take ourselves seriously, but we take <laughs> yeah. very very seriously we take the movies very seriously and will keenan uh, who was a a lee strasberg method actor he actually masturbated during that scene we just saw
1: oh wow (laughs) there you are i did not know that yeah (laughs) to to the very um dial-up internet (laughs) pornography (laughs) uh, say that again what i said he's um Watching the very old pornography on the computer.
4: Right. But he wanted to make it real. And uh, good for it's him. It's very
1: real. Uh,
4: so, so uh, you know, the, the, the team that we had, the actors and the crews, uh, and uh, luckily James, who wrote the script, uh, and co-directed, uh, associate directed, rather, uh, luckily we, we had this wonderful... Uh, Uh, family team and uh, oops oh shit Uh, wait a minute I may have lost you
0: oh no no wait we can can hear you you.
4: Um, and uh, uh, you know James Gunn was a big trauma fan everybody in that movie is a trauma fan except for the guy whose kid got run over Uh, and and, uh, he was doing this for some sort of therapy and he did a great job so, um, you know, I, I, I think Tromeo and Juliet. I don't know of any better Romeo and Juliet, quite frankly. I, I do well,
0: love- This is my
1: favorite. Yeah.
4: <laughs> You're not alone. You're <laughs> not alone. <laughs> I don't know. art. more people waiting in line at four in the afternoon for Tro- Tromeo and Juliet. And hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm. I'm sorry, but that is the best interpretation of Shakespeare's The Tempest. Uh, the best the best one is by a British guy named uh, Derek Jarman. But I swear that that uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm is better. And, um, uh, you know, if you guys want a, a, a link, uh, Gideon will send it to you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be We'd very to
1: keen about. to have. Yeah. So, have a look.
4: Email me to uh, email me and we'll send it to you after Gideon blows his trumpet, of course.
3: Nice. <laughs> now with
2: the backstory of like uh what happened between the two houses i love how the use of the old trauma films and uh, t- as uh, the movie studio
4: well thank you uh stan lee with whom i w- was friendly since i was at uh, the very prestigious bourgeois yale university um i became friends with him for over 50 years and he uh was a big uh Uh, inspiration and also uh, advisor Uh, he didn't particularly care for the extreme graphic nature of our uh, uh, somewhat adult scenes but um, he was a big fan of trauma sergeant kabuki man nypd was his favorite but he gave me a lot of advice on all of the films that i did since
2: uh, the 70s Now, on this show, Lloyd, we have a Hall of Fame, and I think uh, the upcoming Penis Monster is officially joining the Hall of Fame with this episode.
1: I love the Penis Monster.
2: (laughs) Well, tell you something, uh, Harry Bowles, that's his name, Harry
4: Bowles, (laughs) uh, he's become quite a uh, trauma favorite. And um, if you go on my Instagram, you will see, or on my Twitter, at Lloyd Kaufman, Instagram is at Uncle Lloyd Kaufman, because I've been thrown off two times. Um, you will see that there are quite a number of people with Harry Ball's tattoos. Uh, Plus, Harry Ball's has a cameo in Terra Firma. And as if that isn't enough, I believe Harry Ball's is in uh, Return to Newcomb High, if I'm not mistaken. There's a cameo there. Uh, I know he has a cameo in another movie I directed. It's just uh, a little foggy. I'm 77 and I took a lot of acid in the 60s. I'm not quite totally... Cogent. <laughs> but thank you I, think,
1: we, we all
0: feel that. <laughs> yes. No way. What I, think I, you I was going to say, like what I've really enjoyed the most about Trobio Juliet, like, even though, yeah, it does pretty much follow the original play quite closely, but I do like how, on occasion, you subvert expectations of what people expect from the play. Like, this whole kind of, like, what we're seeing right now between... Ah, uh, uh, Juliet and uh, and her f- father, and I'm using quotes there, is something you would not like. Is a really interesting and very dark and also kind of very twisted add-on to the story, which I think really adds another layer to it. The whole film. Sure.
4: it gives you a motivation for Juliet uh, wanting to get out of there.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: really understood why the Capulets and the uh. And the uh, whatever they were were fighting with each other, but here you can clearly see that Juliet is being uh, uh, raped by her father uh, from childhood, and uh, also James Gunn. Uh, the balcony speech that James Gunn created was terrific. Uh, yeah,
1: it is. It's. that I think that's one of my favorite
4: I mean, scenes really, in the film. Brilliant. Actually, the time I, I think
1: the 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 scenes with. Um, Tromio and Juliet, I think, are actually just very—they're very, uh, very charming—and I think the both actors are actually quite captivating in their roles, especially when they have their scenes together, which I really like.
4: Well, we take a long time to cast, let me tell you. And um, uh, in the case of, of uh, Sean Gunn, who you see there, uh, wonderful actor and and uh, well educated. Uh, uh, Jane Jensen and uh, Will Keenan had uh, studied Shakespeare. They got it. They understood Shakespeare. That's the whole thing. You got to understand. If you don't, uh, you end up with Leonardo DiCaprio. And and, and, hey, it's $200 million. But it ain't, uh, you know, it's not that, uh, it's not the the real Shakespeare. You know what I mean?
1: This is Shakespeare.
4: Yeah, I mean seriously, Shakespeare would have loved this stuff. This, this is is you know we're we're bringing Shakespeare into the in this case uh, 1992, I guess, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, James's brother was wonderful. Well,
0: I do like uh, his uh, hair. <laughs> yes, yeah, the hair, but I do like because we're about to see like, like a big sort of gore set piece coming up. And every time I see the set piece, I just can't help but wince because it looks so real and believable. Where how? Yeah. It this is it. this
1: is pure insanity. He's hanging head from his isn't head that, out of the car.
4: Isn't that great? That because the exact same Amazing. thing happened to me.
3: Uh, <laughs> no. First,
4: my wife had a nice Mustang, and uh, I, I leaned in the window and tried to. Uh, to romance her, and she closed it on me. And so this was based on reality, of course.
0: I love this gag, Lloyd, because you think, oh, there's a kid, his father's teaching his daughter to cross the street. You think, oh, no, the kid's going to get run over, but he gets run over. Well,
4: that guy was one of our stunt
0: people. So
4: <laughs> nice Her guy.
1: reaction is beautiful right there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But again, for a movie that costs three hundred and fifty thousand dollars total, this is wonderful. Wow. Look at the production. Look how entertaining it is, yeah. and how oh, yeah. fun it is. And and yet, well, the New York Times gave it a very good review. But uh, the St. Louis, we we opened it in St. Louis at uh, for some reason because James Gunn came from St. Louis. And the stupid uh, idiots who reviewed it panned it. Uh, uh, They sure as fuck wouldn't pan James Gunn now, right? No. (laughs) That's the problem problem with the media. They're totally corrupt. They're totally uh, on the needle of advertising. This is Mm. a wonderful film. It's ridiculous. You know, and We're 40 years later and people are still booking it in movie theaters. Right? Mm -hmm. Look look at Uh the... uh, Hello there, the guy... (laughs) <laughs>
3: oh,
1: that so, say, oh that looks so oh that looks so painful like I, I, i'm
0: fascinated oh, that, by that, the that, guy that was, with the monitor lizard like that extra with was, the monitor lizard right, i'm the, fascinated by him
4: the two women were we had au pairs and the two women were uh our uh we had at, when at the time our uh two two of our children were toddlers so we had au pairs and they <laughs> They wanted to be in the movie.
1: <laughs> I love the cow costume, which
4: well, that was part of the thing so veget- vegetarianism was yeah, you know, part of the deal, and this is nineteen ninety two right we were made Oh from,
3: yeah
4: uh, <laughs> i didn't i I just noticed <laughs> a truck in front of the uh this place meat world that this was also <laughs> a truck uh, i never noticed <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> Oh, this
1: is so just blah. is
0: this a was this a real meat factory lloyd where you shot uh,
4: it? it was a genuine butcher we had yeah. tremendous ah. trouble now when i was working on rocky 1977 or whatever no trouble we got a huge in philadelphia we got a a a, a, a meat packing place and that's where Rocky punches the carcasses. Uh, uh, now, 20 years later, uh, it, uh, these places are all worried about uh, uh, border health and blah, blah, pita. And But uh, this mm-hmm. one place we found, I don't even remember where it is, but they're in the credits. Uh, they were so nice to us. And all the people in the film are their workers, except, oh. by, you know, he's not, obviously. But he was uh, terrific. Uh, and and uh, uh, a wonderful uh, actor. I can't remember his name, but he was he was just the perfect uh, consort uh, for uh, a would be concert for uh, Juliet.
1: Yeah, he's. um.
4: And, and <laughs> he's we, we built that set. These people were not really a big butcher. Uh, they weren't really a packing house. So but they did have various uh, barbecue stuff. So we hung up the barbecue stuff and and they, they did have some tripe which you see in the back, they were, yeah. they were perfect. And I hope the film helped them because they have a big credit at the end. And, uh, you know, they, they gave us a good opportunity. And, uh, you know, Tromeo and Juliet's been, I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands of people who have seen this movie. And uh, James Gunn, of course, uh, shows it. So uh, hopefully it did good things for them.
0: Uh, I have yeah. another question, Lloyd, because I'm kind of fascinated because, you know, i Done filmmaking in the past but i'm kind of interested in, in terms of like how do you approach extras in the backgrounds of your films because i noticed like through what well, i love it another thing i love about this whole movie is like all the extras feel like they could also be characters in another movie they're all, like, doing, their never, they're all doing their own thing yeah, day. yeah mm. own, they're doing their own thing and i'm sort of wondering like as a filmmaker like how do you go to direct the extras in the backgrounds of all these scenes
4: Sometimes that's an interesting question, because sometimes the main actors get upset with me because I spend more time <laughs> putting in shtick, as we say, putting in goofy things in the background. If you see Waitress, by the way, that movie I referenced, uh, every time you look out the windows during the day of the restaurant, there's all sorts of stuff going outside the windows. I probably spent more time directing that. And and these folks <laughs> in the background were, were all workers at the I think they were all workers. Yeah, they were all workers. Uh, yeah, they were all at the uh, at the meat place, whatever it was. Uh, yeah,
1: that that meat, them pre- like preparing the pig, coming from a, a an Italian background, and the family would always get together on a weekend, grab a pig, and just make whatever <laughs> food they could with the pig, and seeing like the intestines coming out and it's so many memories of the family making like sausages with the pigs. It's so oh, great. It's so spot on as well with well, what they're you. doing. It's just memories for me.
4: Well, the, the guy who was playing uh, Juliet suitor, uh, the rich guy, uh, meat world, he did not want to put his head inside the pig, but James gun said to the guy, look, I'll put my head in the pig. If you are willing to do it after I do it, and that's what happened, James. Oh well. Did it. Uh, I'm sure I did it because I enjoy that kind of stuff, and uh, and, and then uh, whatever his name did it, and uh, <laughs> uh, and it's a wonderful scene, he's terrific, and uh, Val and and uh, there's some interesting people in the background here, but I don't quite remember who they are. This was a fancy mansion. Uh, who happened to be a. She, by the way, who's in another scene, was some kind of big time penthouse or Playbill, uh, Playboy, uh, you know, star, monthly mm. star or something. Mm. And uh, uh, here, here comes the finger, watch. Uh, uh, uh. Ah, there we ah! is, there. there Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah.
1: I, I've never noticed that, and I've seen this film like several times.
4: <laughs> Even if you don't notice the finger, you get it. the problem is you focus more on his wiping his mouth and and the mm. funny uh, joke about that. Uh, but uh, people have seen this movie several times. Uh, I get Twitters I get tweets that people say, "Hey, I just saw the guy with a missing finger." <laughs>
2: Well, I think that's what makes a uh, trauma film so rewatchable is you're always catching something you missed the first, like, five Yeah.
1: Minutes.
2: Correct. Spot on. Right. Spot right. on.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of want to wear a cow costume, though.
4: <laughs> well, uh, my mother, my uh, sister, Susan, who was art director on Mother's Day, and my brother, Charles Kaufman, who was a writer-director of Mother's Day, probably our best movie, and Eli Ross's favorite horror film, we all grew up with a mother whom we called Moo. So the oh. cow had, and she kind of uh, enjoyed that and she sort of collected cows.
3: <laughs> Aww. Uh, uh,
4: so uh, the cow thing is sort of aside from my being a vegetarian, uh, the cow thing kind of works on personal levels. And, uh, and by the way, I think Jen, Jason, Jen Jensen was vegetarian. So that oh, okay. she had to eat the meat in, in the scene with her family and uh, the suitor. Uh she I, I think she might have grown up afterwards. She was she was so nice to even put it in her mouth. I wouldn't have done that.
0: But well, I mean, tell that shows how shows how tell. dedicated she was to being a part of this movie.
4: Well, don't tell Jane Jensen that. Luckily nobody's <laughs> uh listening to my uh Boring commentary. So, <laughs> she's beautiful. What a what a beautiful, talented person. I mean, she, she really and courageous and and by the way, Jane Jensen was the first person who came in to audition, and I told James, I told Andrew Weiner that that's our Hitler, and they didn't they didn't believe it. And we went through tons. We went through twelve or thirteen other auditions in which she appeared, and uh, um, finally they they did they picked somebody else uh, for reasons I won't go into. But the somebody else to choose to be uh, chose to be a total psycho with a psycho boyfriend. And uh, and uh, boy, am I happy, James, uh, that uh, James agreed to take uh, Jane Jensen because. I mean, she's wonderful. And, and she went all the way with it, as did, mm. as did the people in this picture, as did the baby. Uh, uh, they, uh, <laughs> I mean, we really had a wonderful, devoted cast. And now, with hashtag shitstorm, thanks to Tromeo and Juliet, you can't believe what the casting crew went through. We even filmed eight <laughs> days in Albania. I mean, oh, honestly, wow. Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, you cannot believe. Train whales. Uh, I mean, I don't even, the, the hardship of making that film, uh, I don't know that even the dedication of this cast would have put up what's on uh, hashtag
1: <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited for that.
4: Well, again, we'll send you the link. Uh, yeah, just, that'd
1: be wonderful. Yeah,
4: Email me, you have my email.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we will.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I do like this. Um, The first meeting of uh, the cow and the Juliet.
3: Hello,
2: Martha the Robot here. That concludes part one of the recording with Lloyd. Coming up in only several seconds is part two of the recording, and this time there were no technical issues. Remember to sign up to Troma now and watch Tromia and Juliet along with all the other excellent content on offer. Now
1: back to our show. We should have (laughs) subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure I have a backup recording as well.
2: (laughs) So where we we left off, we're at the party scene where Romeo uh, finally meets Juliet.
1: Yes, our two star-crossed lovers are finally meeting. With the cow costume, which might be my favorite thing ever.
4: Well, I one of it. the uh, one of the themes of this movie was uh, against eating flesh, and uh, mm-hmm. that's what the was what all about. Also, my name is Kaufman, so. Uh, <clears throat> It's a double important. Chroma <laughs> uh, <laughs> wordplay. <laughs> Thank you. Actually,
0: Thank you. Floyd, I <laughs> yeah, really like how, you, well, I like how you did with this scene. Like, you sort of get the meet, and then all of a sudden the background goes black, and then all the sort of, like, the lights kind of shimmer in the background like they're around stars. That's actually a really cool little uh, –
4: Yeah, isn't that – yeah, it's romantic and very uh, – it's basically just uh, shitty Christmas lights and uh, <laughs> you know, and black cloth. Uh, and uh, we had a turntable. At some point, they 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 revolved, and uh, we rented a turntable for them. But the interesting thing was, they never uh, uh, they deliberately, at least the, the I never discussed this with Jane Jensen, but um, uh, Will and I talked about it. The, the dude. And uh, I think the strategy was that they wouldn't get involved with each other romantically until uh, the scenes like uh, that this had passed. Oh, here we go. We used a what's called a loony lens. You, it's a, a lens that has a crank, and you turn it. This was shot in 35 millimeter, uh, and those days, it, I thought it looked better than uh, today than the uh, digital. But um, uh, uh, the uh, Looney lens was what allowed me to get the uh, image uh, revolving around the center of the screen. And uh, that's it, it, not so easy to do with uh, uh, yeah, the light. with the light very cool.
1: okay. yeah, yeah, it looks really, nice. really cool. I like how we've got Kabuki Man and Toxie as uh, costumes in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Well, Stan Lee and I were buddies for – 50, at least 50 years until he died. He was a big influence on me. And uh, we've created the Troma universe, not as successful uh, as Marvel, but uh, all the movies, not all of them, but the ones that I've pretty much written and directed, they do uh, intersect with each other. Uh, So Toxie, Kabuki Man is in the Toxic Avenger movies, and Mm -hmm. they make appearances in hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, both of them. In fact, even uh, No Zone is in Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. And he's nice. not even a... No Zone's only a cartoon character. He doesn't even exist. And there <laughs> he is in Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm.
0: Uh, how is that possible? <laughs>
1: Anything is possible in Tromaville. Well,
0: that, well, now that you say that, Lloyd, like being like you do have the Troma universe, where does this film kind of sit in that universe? Is it going kind of... Separate thing outside the universe, or is it sort of in another small part of the Troma universe? No, nope.
4: so, so this is perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the idea was that uh, the uh, my generation, the biggest bulge going through the economy, going through the snake, is the uh, the uh, post-war baby boomers, mm-hmm. and we've fucked it up. You know, with all the hippies and the bullshit with Abby Hoffman and all this crap. Uh, we screwed it up half of us get divorced so we've messed up love entirely and uh, this was sort of my answer to it the younger people at the time in 1993 the younger people were uh, involved in tattooing themselves they they understood that uh, clinton and his oh so cool uh behavior didn't <laughs> really work so mm. they uh started sucking on toes uh, uh no 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 <laughs> uh, started, uh, the younger people started to get tattoos they started to turn inward get tattoos uh autoerotic asphyxiation uh, that wasn't a big deal with my generation but it's a much bigger deal with the younger generation uh mm. this is all part of the theme of tromeo and juliet and the fact that that the, their generation here tromeo and juliet are, are stuck in the uh the cement of the uh, of, of the uh, mainstream uh, um, old people like me. Now this movie is nineteen uh, shot in nineteen ninety two or three. I just watched mm. a French movie called uh, by the woman who made uh, Raw Raw. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Julia uh, de
0: uh, What's I think it's Julia de Deco- uh, Julia Decomo, I believe. Yes, I could be exactly. completely wrong. Sorry, sorry.
2: No, <laughs>
4: Anyway, she's great. I was on the uh, I was on a jury with her, and she uh, she was terrific. She she had all the judge. I was president of the jury, and if it was up to us, uh, we would have just uh, said hello to the audience and run away. But she's <laughs> on, on directing. She directed a little scene for uh, with us, and I had my cannibal the musical kazoo with me, and I think I had a stuck on you some kind of thing. I can't remember. But anyway, we made a nice little sort of uh, almost trauma tribute uh, thanks to her that's
1: so cool but,
4: uh, this new movie she did which is called uh what the hell is it called Trillion... uh, I, I, think
0: titan, I think it's a titan yeah, yeah that's it that's
4: yes titan? Yeah. Uh, uh, i just watched that she's got a a, a a stomach that swells up and opens up uh, like class of Nukemai. she's got people vomiting all over the place she's got a meltdown but yet, her movie won the uh, Can uh, Palm Door, mm. and it's a very serious movie. It's not funny. It's it's not funny in the slightest. It's uh, a much more uh, 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 profound than I think our movies. But I I have to say I didn't get it. But I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It a wonderful <laughs> film. But I didn't get it. But anyway, you can see she's a trauma fan in the same way that you can see Deadpool has references to trauma all over it and breaking the fourth wall which we've been doing since 1970 uh, even before it began um, uh, that's what uh, they do in uh, Deadpool and they do a lot of other trauma things Toxie set the uh, stage with the R-rated superhero Uh, were there any R-rated superhero movies uh, back in
1: 1980 I don't think so no No, I don't think so the only one I can think of really is the Toxic Avenger.
4: Yeah. Now there are lots of R-rated superheroes. Mm. But, but Troma has been movies of the future for 50 years. And other than you, nobody gives a hoot. But what's <laughs> interesting, this uh, a timeout booth. This was James Gunn's, uh, I, I think, most brilliant idea. And he had many brilliant ideas. But the, 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 the balcony speech from Romeo and Juliet, how are we going to do it? And uh, mm. and James came up with this amazing uh, timeout box, and we key, we teed this up early in the film. So uh, uh, here it is. It's uh, mm. the time, and then later on um, uh Jane and Will, Tromeo and Juliet, uh, fuck in the timeout box, and they, <laughs> according to Will, they had agreed that they would not have any kind of intimate relations until the script uh, released them of that requirement. And so that way they'd have all this pent up Romeo and Juliet uh love uh, Makes sense. up in their <laughs> And um yeah, we actually had a real safe cracker's uh uh kit to uh, open that door. We actually had <laughs> a but of course it didn't fit the uh but it was real.
1: <laughs> you know, That's still- amazing. Uh, I'm so fascinated by all your stories.
4: It's incredible. Well, I'm old and took a lot of acid in the 60s. So. <laughs> <laughs> the timeout booth.
2: The time booth is really disturbing when you first see it. Yeah. It
1: is. Yeah. It's
2: terrible. It's uh. It's awful.
4: But I what mean, a great. the dad. Ooh. How wonderful <laughs> to have the balcony speech where he's, and then to have this guy. Uh, <laughs> this is terrific. His his son. Had the the uh, Capulet, his son, had been uh, had had uh, gotten uh, run over in a parking lot and died, and uh, so this he was using our movie as a kind mm-hmm. of a, uh, a bounce back, you know, and an mm-hmm. kind of a crazy uh, soul-stirring uh, experience uh, uh, to try to flush out the horror of his son being uh, crushed by the wheel of an automobile.
1: That's very sad. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Very sad,
2: but you can see in his performance too. Yeah, he's he's def- he's definitely
3: working on
1: some shit. Yeah.
2: Oh, he he's did a wonderful performance.
4: Uh he was uh, uh, both uh, he, Will Keenan, sorry, not both. Will Keenan, Jane Jensen, and he uh, uh at the and and Val who played uh, Ma- Murray, and Steve, Steve uh Stevie uh, they all studied Shakespeare they, and Debbie Roshan. They all knew Shakespeare, mm. unlike uh, Leo and uh, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, and I don't think they understood what Shakespeare was. Uh, but um, uh, this show Me oh and Juliet, these people all had had studied Shakespeare and they got it. And uh, the that's really
1: works. Too.
4: Yeah, I mean, they really and they and they were really, you know, we rehearsed for months. And uh, James Gunn was very much their acting coach, and uh, he was a co-director or something like uh, 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 associate director, whatever it was. He was major, major, major player here, mm-hmm. and he wrote the script and he he um, uh, made many decisions. I was going
0: to say, sorry, go yeah. I was going to say, Lloyd, like, like I'm sort of fascinated because, like, what is the writing process of? a film like Romeo and Juliet like how much is say from the original first draft of the script make it into the final film or were there a lot of changes to put of, that first draft into the shooting shoot script this
4: this film was a very difficult one to get to a script that I liked that I didn't feel in uh, you know humiliated to shoot um and it took us about 5 years at least 5 years and um, I tried different iterations, and I wasn't able to to get to something that I thought was good and John Avilson, uh, the rocky director who with whom mm. I worked a lot of stuff uh and he uh, was sort of a mentor and a very good friend and um and uh, taught me a lot about pot uh, pot technology <laughs> uh, technology uh, and yes. and he, uh, he's he's he pushed me away from um, from hundred uh, percent I was originally going to do this like Romeo and Juliet and just mm. make it Shakespeare's words all the way he said that's stupid because my audience the younger people they don't even most of them haven't even seen one Shakespeare play so uh, then I uh, he said why don't you get some high school kids and have them talk it through and rewrite mm. it in high school American high school jargon. So uh, 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 we tried that. I got Jason Green, with whom I'm still friendly. He's got a band in Las Vegas, uh, uh, pretty well known. And he took a whack at it. And this was when he was like 18 years old or so. He was, I think he was still in high school. And uh, that didn't come out too well. And, and then uh, anyway, finally, James Gunn came along uh, and I hired him as my assistant. And then I, uh, I and I had seen his resume that he had <clears throat> he had an MA at, from Columbia, uh, not the the drug dealing uh, country, but the university.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> also, in a country in its own right that's buying up a, a lot of poor people from uh, Upper Manhattan. Uh, they are sort of colonizing Upper Manhattan, uh, so they are a country, and there are a lot of drugs in Columbia. So, um, university, at any rate, uh, they, um, they, uh, uh, had something to do with all this, but, uh, look at this shot with, uh, Tromi mm. Tr- Tr- and Juliet. Mm. In the of both.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's a very yes, striking shot. Mm. Like with That's it cool. being in a very dark room and just the light yeah. being on the box. Like it's a very beautiful shot, Lloyd.
4: I agree. It's lovely. And uh, of course, uh, All they had to do was open that door. They could get out.
0: (laughs) I mean, was there a way to like when the actors are actually I'm assuming like the camera is in the box with them right now. But is was there any like little areas with um, they could breathe if they're in the box?
4: Sometimes it's in the box, but they Mm -hmm. they held their affection for each other until this scene. If if I'm, uh, you know, uh, Jane didn't say that, but uh, Will did. Mm-hmm. And he's
1: just.
2: Bit... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the cook here because she has feelings for Juliet.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, very true.
4: But you know, that's the nurse, right? Uh, Shakespeare mm-hmm. wanted it that way, but he wasn't allowed.
1: it you know? so explore you a about. lot more now. Oh well, it's oh, a yes.
4: <laughs> They dressed up as the women in those days. So how could you have a good scene with Debbie Rashan mm. Back in Shakespeare's time, it would be some, you know, some older um, woman, a man dressed up as a woman. Mm. Which, mm. Not terribly attractive. But yeah, uh, this, I guess- it's a beautiful scene. It's uh, sexy, but yet uh, there's pathos where uh, the, uh, Debbie is, understands that basically she was uh, – she had seduced a lipstick lesbian. That uh, 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 Juliet was not a genuine lesbian. Mm. Yes, she enjoyed it, but uh, she dreamed about men and she uh, she wanted a man. She just didn't want to, to eat meat.
0: Mm. Yeah, that they really. She sorry. didn't
4: like the guy her father had set up. <laughs>
0: Set it up
1: with. <laughs> I don't think any of us like the man that uh, <laughs> father wanted her with.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Sure. How many strong fathers have ruined their sons? How many of these Jack Welshers of 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 General Electric, these scumbags have ruined, destroyed their sons if they had sons and and it totally created a bogus sense of values. Jack Welsh was the chairman of General Electric, uh, whilst it was the largest corporation in the world, and he was a scumbag. He 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 was, a, a, in my opinion, a crook. He he the company went bankrupt after he left. It immediately went bankrupt, and uh, and uh, all the widows and orphans that that were relying on dividends, the dividends were done away with but meanwhile the uh, the financial community wall street journal and and nbc and i'm sure the canadian they all had this jack welsh on tv and licking his ass and new york times uh, and and this is what we were fighting against this kind of stuff chairman of oh, the like board of, the, of chairman of the board of, of, of general electric was an american hero and a universe, mm-hmm. and more than american canadian and uh, worldwide anyway this was good stuff this wonderful <laughs>
3: gonna,
4: he did it no he gets all the credit for this no and and the, there was no way to do the uh proper treatment of tromeo and juliet uh, romeo and juliet with uh <laughs> with uh out of, of, of the uh the, the balcony and her whole mm-hmm. thing and the fact that she's the fact that she says, oh, fi, I think is wonderful. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, I do like how the dialogue in this film, like it definitely incorporates a lot of Shakespeare's dialogue. But you also like, again, just you're sort of the more heightened, you know, trauma dialogue. But I do like how you kind of spin the Shakespearean dialogue in its own way to kind of make it more, I guess, relevant within the, the time of the story takes place.
4: Well, it's a beautiful story to begin with, and I, I think Shakespeare actually reimagined. I think he made a sequel to an Italian play of some sort. So uh, you know, people, these fanboys who complain about Toxic Avenger uh, being remade as a two hundred million dollar uh, movie. Uh, Shakespeare was a uh, remaking. Uh, it's all he did was remake uh, movies, uh, not movies, but uh, these uh, theater pieces. Uh, the Tempest. I'm told. I've been, I'm not an expert, but I have read and been told that the Tempest was the only original play, except for Titus, which, as you know, was not very successful. Uh, that the Tempest was uh, the only one that Shakespeare came up with, except that, uh, except for Titus, everything else he t- did was derivative. So why can't we have ten cop, ten remakes of of? of uh, Deadpool or Toxic Avenger or or Iron Man,
1: you know, it means yeah something. exactly yeah.
4: Means something There's, to you guys, to people who love cinema, why not?
1: Why not? You yeah, to- I I think to- we want to see different interpretations of things. So why not be excited for a new Toxic Avenger movie?
2: I'm excited to see the trailer to that because my yeah. I just to see what it's going to be.
1: Be mm. open-minded. Look,
4: Romeo and Juliet. How many iterations of Romeo and Juliet? And yet, of all the mm. iterations of Romeo and Juliet, the New York Museum of Modern Art uh, chose Romeo and Juliet, uh, Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, and which was very exploitative. And, although you did see the, if you had a, a freeze frame machine, you could see the breast of uh, of uh, the, the Juliet, whose name I've forgotten temporarily. And the uh, Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet was a joke, and those, mm. but they chose those three: uh, Baz Luhrmann, uh, Zeffirelli, and uh, Lloyd Kaufman, and James Gunn. And uh, the biggest audience showed up for Romeo and Juliet in the afternoon. The security people told me that they had to turn away people at four in the afternoon, and nobody shows up for movies at four in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> had... A full house and t- and more, and uh, the other two Shakespearean plays had uh, you know half a house if they were lucky. So um, you know, obviously, Romeo and Juliet is a, an important re- re- re, uh, you know reinterpreting of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, and it is. it's yeah. uh, connected. It's in large part due to uh, a, a great uh, Hollywood's number one director, right? <laughs> Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. See uh, uh, Suicide Squad and uh, a Pacemaker and uh, uh, Tromeo and Juliet. I mean, come on, come on, as our president said.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I, I do love a, this a bit movie. Sorry, <laughs> <B>. <laughs> That's
4: right. I was the guys gonna... These guys are filming in front of somebody's house who we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We put up the oh. cross. Uh, we got some sticker crosses because our investor next door uh, gave us, a, a you know, we filmed inside, we filmed outside. And we we uh, had a few, a little time to shoot the, uh, the um, what do you call them? The, not the priest, but the, uh, uh, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. religious man. And the we just moved to, the, we moved to the left of the – see, that, that cross is – we stuck it up.
0: Now I can't unsee that now, Lloyd. <laughs>
2: and the I mean, people, you probably know this could be a church. The people would have enough to
4: let us shoot. They didn't bother us. That's pretty really. nice. And uh, meanwhile, their, their house is now an exterior in a movie written by James Gunn who was the number one uh, director in Hollywood. So uh, their, their generosity paid off. And Jane Jensen was great. What a great actor she was. And oh, she, yeah, she's great. she, 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 she great. believe it yeah, or um, not, she was the very first audition that I did for Tromeo and Juliet. And James Gunn and Andrew Weiner wanted to use somebody else. Uh, who uh, And she was good. She was good. But uh, 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 she was better endowed, perhaps. Uh, I think that was the idea. But I liked Jane, and I thought Jane was Juliet, uh, perfect. And we went through <laughs> hundreds of people, hundreds of people. By the way, Joe Flyshaker uh, was in every movie from *Trauma's War on. He was our 500-pound action hero. And unfortunately, he died not too long ago, but we had a memorial service for him and uh he uh he was a, a major part of trauma's uh
2: history without a doubt i always pop when i see him show up in uh, one of uh, the trauma movies
1: yeah he's well, very Pope- he's very iconic that's
4: for sure <laughs> guys night of the chicken dead uh many consider joe flyshaker's best role but i i i think this was pretty good also um uh, there's some other trauma uh, f- uh, facts, uh, factoids, or fact-loids. Um,
1: fact-loids.
3: <laughs> or factor- I, it
1: was, was it James Gunn's picture in that magazine of the sex line number? I feel like that looked like James Gunn in the magazine.
4: Yeah, that was a genuine ad. that He when He, he was
1: a- put his face
4: on. Yeah, he had taken that on, I believe it was, uh, <laughs> .com, but I'm not sure. (laughs) .com. Mm. I'm not sure, but uh, I think you've just... Thanks to you, James Gunn's going to be fired by Disney once again. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) Cut that out. Maybe cut that out. I've
0: got to say, Lloyd, one of my favorite things about... What's that? (laughs) I was going to say, one of my favorite things about this film is all the kind of the porno style titles of all the Shakespeare plays that sprinkle throughout the whole film. When you see like ads or videotapes, it's always like, I guess a porn spin on a Shakespeare title. And that those always make me laugh every time I watch this film.
4: They're great. Somebody ought to do them right. Merchant of penis. Why not? It's a perfect idea. You know, what I don't understand is these porno vivid 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 vivid, and the other ones, they make yeah. billions yeah. of dollars. Why don't they try to do a, a, a real film and make it a, a, a hardcore, but make it, a, a, you know, we tried in the in the in the 70s. Uh, there were attempts, but the, uh, you know, the the, the the Damon Runyon characters uh, didn't let the young people do it. But um, uh, the, the, today, there's huge AVN in Las Vegas makes Khan look like Amateur Hour. And there's billions of dollars there. Why don't one of those two or three companies that do make the billions of dollars, why don't they give somebody $500,000 to make a movie like Tromeo and Juliet uh, but make it a porno film? But make it I'll good. It. <laughs> make it entertain and erotic. I'll
1: why do it. <laughs> they...
4: <laughs> why, don't they... why won't they do that?
1: yeah. I think we need um, more Romeo and Juliet-type movies with lots of hardcore pornography, but a good movie. We need good movies with porn.
4: (laughs) David Fincher, you know, the New York Times uh, this weekend, David Fincher, who's a wonderful director, they have a huge story about, oh, David Fincher, he's going to do animation. Oh, what happened? What happened? You know, that's, uh, uh, you know, how outrageous that he would step down or step up. Uh, I don't know what the point is. I didn't read the article. But but why why not? Why doesn't mm. somebody like uh, uh, the people, the, these young directors who have three names, uh, uh, who, who, did, <laughs> who did that porno movie with the big penis with the guy, oh, with that the Eddie. fashion model, Monty Mark? Ooh. Who did that? Oh. I don't Bert know, R- that
0: could be anybody. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Bert Reynolds.
4: <Randall>. Oh. <laughs> I'll, um, b- I'll pull the, from the uh, swimming pool sequence from my brother's film. They, they, in my opinion, they copied the sh- roller skating shot. And I think Eli Roth might back you up on this. Uh, uh Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights.
1: Boogie Nights, yeah.
4: That guy should do a hardcore film and make it good. Why not? Why can't you? He almost did it. He came close. Mm. He's a major artist. Uh,
1: uh, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah.
4: Now, this, this this scene you're watching, uh, the actor, uh, who was terrific, uh, he didn't want to put his head inside the carcass of a pig. Now, I, I understand he was Jewish, but so what? Do the Jews have something against pigs? It's ridiculous. Anyway, James Gunn agreed that if James Gunn would put his head inside the carcass of a pig that this actor would put his head inside the carcass of a pig and um uh, and and James did it and um I am jewish so you know I can't come anywhere near pork but that guy uh, he thanks to James Gunn he did put his head inside the carcass of a pig and it's a great scene and the sound oh, yeah. is great that's great Pork-like uh, uh, Echo, a uh, wonderful guy. And um, and, he re-
0: mm. and he really commits to the performance, too.
4: Oh, everybody He's in a, a movie, the people don't make a lot of money. They get about 10% of what they should be getting. So everybody who's involved, uh, they're uh, 100% de- de- uh, devoted. Tiffany yeah. Shepard is now a Scream Queen, who you may know. Um, yes. Stevie Blackard who is one, it, it, he is James Gunn's best friend, or or one of James Gunn's very best friend, came out of Tromeo and Juliet. James met him on Tromeo and Juliet, not on *Grinder*, as as people have suggested. Val was <laughs> a, a high school friend of James Gunn, uh, and she, in my opinion, is as good, and my wife, the commissioner's opinion, uh, that Val is as he is, uh, uh, he could, he should have been the next Al Pacino. It didn't happen, but he's still an excellent actor. He's terrific. He gets to act. I just don't he's think he's, he's motivated. He, he is Al Pacino. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, he's definitely one of my favorite characters in this film.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, he, he's
2: amazing.
4: He does the monologue, which James Gunn wrote, uh, uh, where he's uh, making fun of that guy. Uh, 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 and it's too, it's wonderful. It's poetry. It's uh, it's coming up uh, very shortly.
1: <laughs> I actually think well, everybody is, is really really fantastic. I just love it.
4: Stevie, by the way, did a did a scene, uh, but it was a po it was a poem. I had to cut it out. Mm. Oh no, it was a sonnet. Steve did a sonnet. It was beautiful. I think it may be in the Blu-ray of Tromeo and Juliet, but uh, I had to cut it out because the movie was too long. But this was the urination urination scenes. Speaking of urination, when James Gunn submitted his first draft of Tromeo and Juliet after five years that I had failed, he, he had added seven urinations, or maybe it was eight urination scenes. And, uh, you know, I I've been, i have been making movies for a number of years. And uh, James, I told James, you know, I limit urination scenes in my movies <laughs> to five. So no more than five urination
0: five scenes. Five per back. movie. That's the well, maximum. I was going to say, Lloyd, as somebody who watches, I've been watching a lot of Troba movies, and particularly in this past month of this show, I'm kind of wondering, like, because what I love about trauma films is how outrageous and over the top and violent a lot of them can be. But has there ever been a moment like maybe you think like maybe this might be a little too much, or we might have to scale it back a little bit? I've always been kind of curious if if that's ever happened. Where yeah, on this what's, film? What's or the any tipping others. point?
4: <laughs> that moment, for example, when when Val stuck the needle in the eye of uh, the guy whose name I can't remember, uh, but who was a wonderful actor. And if, if he wanted to do it, I would do Toxy Five. but um he's terrific. But um, I didn't want to do that. the, the actors came up with that. I was so they thing. i didn't, I had no interest in sticking them. I, I think they came up with it, or maybe James Gunn did, but I, you know I was I was very uh, upset by it. It's pretty intense. <laughs>
0: Well, I know you uh, are very, Marcy, but I know you have a scene, thing about eye trauma in this film. <laughs> yeah, I don't like seeing she, eyeballs. <laughs> but look at this
4: scene here, right? This scene is 1990, we shot this in 1992 or 93, mm-hmm. and and we were right on. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, they, they it, it's perfect. It's so today, it's
1: ridiculous. And yeah, yet, that's, that's amazing. It, with watching this it, now, it whole huh? yeah, ho the film holds up so well today as it did in the 90s. It's great.
4: I think it's better today. Mm. I, it makes more. I think it's more agreeable to people today. And the woke people who are 25 years behind the times, uh, I think they're like on this uh, uh, page now. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And that, uh, uh, that, love... that looks gruesome.
4: Yeah. I mean, see, the way these guys played it, all three of them, they played it straight and then ha, Stevie comes <laughs> with that line and it, it's just perfect. I mean, really, in, in film history, you won't find too many lines that are set up better than Stevie Blackheart's uh, uh <laughs> yeah. Wars.
3: Oh, I love now, this fight coming
0: up see, now.
4: Here's some behind the scenes that I'm going to give you right now. Oh. You're going to see Stevie Blackheart get kicked in the head by Tiffany Sheppus. called well, here it comes. oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Well, what happened is Stevie had to go to the hospital. Uh, he turned blue. He oh, turned no. gray no. or blue or green, some color. And we had to send, and CNN was on the set. That's the only time any network had any interest in coming to a trauma set. But what happened was when we rehearsed with Tiffany, Tiffany, who was a martial artist and was a, a, a brown belt or a black belt, she was some kind of belt, uh, but she wasn't wearing the high heels, uh-huh. the stilettos. So, uh-oh, uh, that, that's of oh, course the amazing uh, <laughs> You have to get a, a sooner or later joke. But when <laughs> Tiffany... Kick, she had the stiletto which which was two inches bigger than when yeah. we had rehearsed so she the, the heel went into stevie's nose and he passed out and uh luckily he was okay and uh we the ambulance came but he was fine by the time it came so you never know right you know you know two inches we should have rehearsed with the stilettos my mistake and uh this of course is one of well, the greatest he said yeah, and James Gunn. Uh, there is James Gunn, there, by the way.
0: There he is. <laughs> hey.
4: One of those scenes where James Gunn w- and I were walking through the location, uh, and we just started hacking around, and we we just went from thing to thing. To th- the the car was not in the original scene, but we we uh, we just kept having fun with it, and uh, we we just kept. Uh, and then we say, well, why don't we put in the Kabuki Man car Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, and this began. Actually, we had not used the Kabuki Man car flip un- until uh, Citizen Taxi. No, no. Oh, really? we, never, we never used. This was the first time we used the commu- Kabuki Man car flip since Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. And James suggested uh, we we do it, and then it was such a big success. <laughs> look at James's hairdo, and <laughs> was, his wife is thirty his wife is like thirty years older than James's. James's. and um, uh, my knee hurts. Oh, my knee! <laughs> I love
0: that track. That gag, what makes the uh, the punchline of the whole thing work, is right. just like everyone's like.
4: He's the oboe player.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: but, uh, James uh, was terrific. Uh, and uh, we did the Kabuki Man car flip. And it was such a big hit that every film since then, since Romeo and Juliet, you're going to see the uh, Kabuki Man car flip. And in in uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High, there's a surprise for you because there's another classic vehicle flip in Troma's, uh, in uh, uh, Return to* Return to Nukemai, which was the second volume of the Return to Nukum Hai, uh, uh 2 film uh, movie, which was uh, Quentin Tarantino's suggestion. Yeah. I,
2: hope, I hope the Kabuki Man car flip is in the big budget toxic movie. I would laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know... <laughs>
4: I signed an NDA, so I can't talk. Oh, okay. Oh.
3: No worries. Oh, okay. <laughs>
4: All I can tell you
3: is that the yes. script,
4: the script to the uh, new Toxic Avenger movie, is going to is better. And Macon Blair, he loves trauma. He knows trauma better than than I do. I mean, he knows every. He's seen uh, Terra Firma. He's seen. He's definitely seen Trauma Young Juliet. So you you won't be disappointed, James uh, James Gunn and you are going to be very happy with uh, with making uh, Toxic Avenger. No joke. Right. So
0: all, and I think very
4: he will be yeah. the James Gunn of the future. Sorry, I interrupted you.
0: Oh, that's all right. We're I was gonna okay. say we're all very <laughs> yeah. I was going to say we're just all very excited to see this new version and see how it turns out. Uh,
4: well, yeah. I. I I again, I, I, I can only say that from what little I know, it's going to be it's going. To, well, That doesn't mm. say much, but it's definitely going to be better than the original Toxin Adventure, which.
2: Nice. which,
1: hey, The original <laughs> is a classic. You, <laughs> we
2: just did that on the show. So, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we just did that. Uh, the original Toxin on the show so how did it how was the acting how was the acting
0: it was great tremendous
2: it was brilliant i
1: love it
4: oh good because i've been (laughs) telling them to do a better job and i've heard that in subsequent viewings of in subsequent screenings of the original toxic avenger the acting gets better and better that's great that's great i'm Mm -hmm. so happy
1: it it really does (laughs) it's it's such a great film and we yeah we watched Uh, Sergeant Kumbuki Man as well for the show and we also just watched um, Class of Newcombe High so we've had a lot of fun uh, trauma for our show this month it's wonderful to cap it off with you Lloyd to to watch such a great movie Um, it's what a pleasure it's been to be doing this I'm just so happy (laughs)
4: Well, thank you, thank you very much. And very
1: so lovely. Your
4: your dialogue there was the, one of the few times I've interrupted because it was so uh, made me feel so. <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> no, I the think- room I go- is just great. Uh, can't thank you enough for just being you for so long and giving us all these amazing movies.
4: Well, thank you for paying attention. For thank you for loving. Trauma movies and uh, honestly in my heart and soul and brain I think the trauma movies that Michael Hers and I made together I think they're great I mean they really are good and it's yes you, we, we didn't spend a lot of money and yes Lemmy slurs but uh, you we know, gave them subtitles later on in the subsequent movies <laughs> and yes you can see behind the curtain with our movies and but that's what makes them fun uh, you know anyone anyway, Bertolt Brecht is going to love any of the trauma movies, and and that's what makes them fun. Darren Aronofsky, you know, his movies are wonderful. They're slick. They're great. They're crazy, but he he loves trauma because you can see behind the curtain. You can see the the appliances that are coming off the people's faces. You can see you know that's what you know is that's part of breaking the fourth wall.
1: Yeah, it's um, so pure. That's why I really like it. It's funny saying trauma is pure, but it is. It's just. By
4: the way, speaking of pure, here's a pure scene that uh, (laughs) (laughs) the crew and the cast, uh, there were many people who told us to cut this out. But it's true. It's true. And we just uh, it's just been noted that the Southern Baptist Church the biggest uh, Episcopalian church in the United States of America has got uh, a huge number of harassment and and not harassment, but uh, uh, um, raping, rape. What do you call it? Raping. Uh, uh, compl- um, assault. Pedophiles. Assault. Yeah. yeah and a sexual
1: assault. Pedophiles.
4: Yeah. So, so why shouldn't we put it up? Why hmm. shouldn't we suggest that the priest hmm. in Romeo and Juliet was a pedophile? He must, he probably was.
1: That's the sad he thing. It probably he was. You can't, you we can't hide what's we were reality making, these days.
4: Well, when we were making the movie, James Gunn and the crew and the actors and I, you know, we were all like, well, should we put this in? Should we put this in? And uh, luckily I had been, uh, I had been fucked up the ass by my rabbi. So, uh, you know, I, I said, okay, put it in. What the hell?
0: But also, like, you got to, you know, you don't want to kind of censor yourself as well as mm. a filmmaker. Mm.
4: Well, if I could make a lot of money, I'd censor myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, <that's true. laughs> Never censor yourself. <laughs>
2: Unless you're no. making a lot of money. <laughs> right, you're right. That's exactly. <laughs> I agree with exactly.
1: you. Oh, I always <laughs> say, be true to yourself. Be true to who you are.
4: Yes, to that own self be true. A coin friends <laughs> by one. Uh, William Shakespeare, who wrote that amazing best-selling book, Hundred and One Money-Making Screenplay Ideas," <laughs> Hamlet, Hamlet. Now, what do you guys think of all this? What do you think of uh, of uh, uh, kind of what I've been saying?
0: Yeah, I think it's been just really enlightening, Lloyd. Just hearing like your thought process when it came to making this film and also the many stories about the behind the scenes of this film and also your career has just been both really interesting and fascinating to me. Cause I, like I think I stated before uh, I have dabbled in filmmaking and I love learning about filmmaking from other filmmakers, like their whole process and learning a lot of how you approach this film. You and James Gunn has been really just fantastic because I'm learning so much while oh, listening to you commentate this movie with us,
4: well, uh, I'm enjoying it, and uh, thank you very much for enjoying trauma. Now, this particular scene, we had a problem. We were filming in a in an old man, a whole uh, an old homosexual man uh, had a, a a brownstone in a, a, a Brooklyn, and in one of those yuppified places in Brooklyn, he had a private house. And that wallpaper was part of his house. And um, for some reason, he didn't like what we were shooting. I don't know what was wrong with it, but he didn't like it. Luckily, Val, who played Maury, was on the premises. And the old man uh, was in love with Val. So James Gunn was able to to, uh, kind of flirt have val flirt with the old man so we could get a lot of this scene shot but eventually the old man kicked us out and we didn't finish the scene but thanks to james gunn and uh uh val uh who played maury uh whom the old man wanted to fuck we got this wallpaper the old man was nice enough He did kick us out, but he was nice enough to give us some of that wallpaper. That's Val, by the way, right there with the thing (laughs) Uh, in case he plays Maury. But we brought this wallpaper back to the Choma building and we rebuilt the bedroom. So this thing you're seeing, uh, it gets intercut with the uh, set we built in the Choma building because the old man was nice enough to give us the wallpaper and uh Val refused to fuck the old man. Uh we were able to titillate the old man uh as far as we could but eventually he called us and Val re- I offered Val uh, some money to fuck the old man but he said no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well now that
0: you say that Lloyd like Alicia Torres
4: this a is well, yeah. I, I was I <laughs> to fuck the old I was happy to fuck the old man but uh <laughs> But he didn't want me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well,
3: and I was going to say song,
4: The song these folks are singing, Yes, We'll Gather at the River. That's a song that is used many a time in John Ford films. And John oh. Ford is one of the the gods of American auteur filmmaking, mm. as far as uh, I am concerned. So uh, this was a big tribute to John Ford. And we have used. Uh, uh, certain hymns uh, from movies by John Ford and other American uh, auteur or filmmakers in our films. Uh, for example, uh, Amazing Grace, uh, which was uh, actually a slave trader captain's song, uh, but it was appropriated by the uh, right side. And we used yeah. Amazing Grace in uh, Tromeo and Juliet. And it comes back. I believe in Toxic Avenger Part Three. No, sorry, it, w- it was first used in Toxic Avenger Part Three, The Last oh. Temptation of Toxie, and then re-re-serviced, repurposed uh, in Romeo and Juliet. And uh, uh, you know how many rich children? How many uh, uh, rich children have been disemboweled or or? Uh, um, had their penises cut off by their fathers uh, how many celebrity fathers have totally uh, made their uh, kids into eunuchs and that's what this was all about here's this kid whose father is a billionaire mm-hmm. and he's a good kid and he doesn't want he doesn't even want to eat meat and he, he's trying to do what his father wants but it ain't working out and that that's important how many If there are thousands Millions of kids who, who are, are, are want to mm. help, you know, they want to make their yeah. father's dreams come true or they're not making their father's dreams come true. And, uh, you know, how much guilt, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well,
0: that's the thing, like I stated, sort of earlier in the in our episode, uh, Lloyd, is like, yeah, I mean, people kind of associate your films and trauma being like over the top and violent and gory but you always have something to say at the heart of each of your films yeah there's always like Mm. there's always a message whether it's political social and you know it all and it always shines through in the end
4: Mm. that's a great it just it takes a little bit of time for the mainstream you know Mm. it took 35 years to remake Toxic Adventure.
1: <laughs> I, I do like her. Um, how She's sort of like a half cow.
4: Well, again, it was. we set it up early in the movie. Mm. Right. Mm. This is a cow. She's made oh. up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Makes me laugh every time.
4: <laughs> that, that was made from a, 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 a form, a, a mold from ah. uh, my people. Oh, <laughs> but how many how many movies have copied the uh, meltdown from Troma? In fact, oh, yeah. I I did I tell you I just saw a a, a masterpiece that won the uh, Palm d'Or at Cannes. <coughs> you, yeah, we talked about it. Mm. Uh, mm. The the, the uh, woman who did Raw. <laughs>
1: Uh, to Tom, to Tom, to Tom, to Tom, yeah, yeah,
4: t-tom,
1: yeah.
3: yeah.
4: She's <laughs> But she's got the meltdown, she's got the uh, mm. the inflated stomach and uh, and open stomach, she's got the vomiting. She, clearly, she's a Choma fan, but she made it into a masterpiece.
2: And Troma did it first. <laughs> well, I exactly. don't know if he
4: did it first. I, I think Woody Allen probably did the uh, <laughs> projectile vomiting first. Well, that but, is true, yeah. Or maybe
1: perfected at all,
4: yeah, you're right we perfected. right i That's do right.
1: I do love um kind of how we go into this third act, and it's just we find out everything, and it's all very um, I don't know what the right word is for. It. I just I can't look away. it's just so good.
4: it's like an it's like Cronenberg's like crash when you're on the highway and you see a Horrible crash, you can't help but stop and look at it.
3: <laughs>
1: hey, oh. he crushed his head. <laughs> it's not
2: a trauma movie without a good head crush.
4: Yes. <laughs> well, what's interesting I is that nobody, we were the first to, to, to incorporate a uh, serious head, for any kind of head crush. Mm. And, and I noticed Jane Campion used it in The Power of the Dogs. Uh, Spielberg is using it in, 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 in the last three movies he did. I mean the uh, the head crush uh, that trauma pioneered is becoming almost conventional. Uh, mm. You know that Disney what? animated. What was the recent Disney movie uh, uh, animated that it's quite good actually.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> I can't think.
4: <laughs> what is it, Boss Baby? Boss Baby. <laughs> Three uh, baby. There's head crushing in that movie. There's even there's one head uh, uh, baby head crushing infant they call it hin, infant head uh, no Disney calls it infant skull destruction uh, they've got a hashtag for it It's a Disney <laughs> so uh, you know trauma is a pioneer what are you going to do trauma
1: does pioneer it is it really do okay. I do love this what? with the sparkles by the way it's so
4: okay. good and, <laughs> And this is all 35 millimeter, the cheapest possible uh, optical effects we could get. But I, honestly, I think they're beautiful. And mm. and we changed this blue. You see the blue there? Mm. Uh, we did change the color. And I think it's terrific. That dark blue or whatever mm. you want to call it, uh, it's mm. it's perfect for that scene. And, and uh, uh, you know, it was kind of a more of a not, uh, uh, per, the green blue. But we mm. we changed. And yeah, here it's you very go. Very
1: striking, yeah. Yeah.
4: Striking tech, him. Right, all the things for high tech. Uh, right, the hair curler. The hair
1: curler, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh,
4: and of course the uh, everybody has everybody has uh, a a, a uh, what do you call these things? Uh, uh hairpins,
0: hairpins yeah.
1: or. Probably yeah,
2: hobby,
4: yeah,
1: hairpins, yeah. Pins, See,
4: yeah. Hitchcock oh, would you? So cool. Hitchcock would you? Benign things to kill people. Uh, we'd use <laughs> like the bobby pins or the uh, curler, but uh, uh, we would we and the nail file. But we would use uh, the more violent things. Uh, well, the nail file can be violent.
3: Mm. Violent,
4: Who's that? And then of course the old. Hey, uh, <laughs> who would have? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean that's benign. That's that's a hitchcock mm. uh, You know, like Bodega Bay, the birds. The birds, the movie The Birds, the what, what, birds are totally harmless uh, mm. for Rodin or uh, Michael Moriarty's Q, the uh, Rodin, Q, the Epictetus. But uh, look here, uh, when was the last time uh, Tampax killed anybody? <laughs> it's so
1: good. Are they they were <laughs> trauma
4: Sp- tampons. Shakespeare, <laughs> <B. L>. Shakespeare <laughs> book killed anybody. When was the last time a... Uh, a uh, a, it's a, very a very computer, computer on. But, yeah, a dream, <laughs> on. but this was a throwback to Charles Kaufman's uh, Mother's Day in which a television mm. uh, yes. 1980 when my brother made Mother's Day there were no computers it was only crappy mm. TV that we wanted to get rid of and my brother <laughs> made that statement but now we saw the, the evil of these uh, mm. You see it wasn't plugged in. You see, you see how we
3: showed <laughs> we set up
4: it wasn't plugged in. And the audience is saying, Well, come on folks, the thing isn't even plugged in. What 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 what, what, what is, why do they put this on the guy's head? Look how stupid Troma is. They didn't <laughs> plug it in. But but you just wait and see. <laughs> okay. Right? okay, we didn't plug it in. Oh yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> just, I, I do like how we come back to the um to the box as well.
4: Yeah, it goes back to the box, which is oh, which has been set up beautifully. Mm. Uh, uh, and, uh, And and you can open this door so easily. We uh, <laughs> could easily get out. So it's he's such going, a good
1: visual. too. It's real. I love oh, it. It's so okay.
4: good. It's unbelievable. Look and how well this guy did it and how well how. How great were uh, were were Romeo and Juliet, Jane Jensen and. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so good, and love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he gets in, of course. Very logical, uh, he gets in, of course.
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> I like how we all we get the payoff for everything. It's just
0: it's so good. Mm. Yeah. But I, I do, I, but I do have it's the wonder, like the <laughs>
4: He get in. What What was he thinking? The plug is outside. They got the. <laughs> <Daddy's> that <laughs> is
2: great.
4: I was, oh, I was no, going
2: the say, the... <laughs> There we go. There we
1: go. <laughs> Perfect payoff.
4: <laughs> and what's What's interesting, uh, what's uh, even more interesting, is that uh, this uh, the people <laughs> it's so beautiful. We hired the people to uh, do the explosion. And um, they uh, made an explosion about 10 times stronger than it was supposed to be. And the whole plexiglass case blew open and the uh, fluorescent lights collapsed. And uh, uh, we had a genuine, the whole place was, uh, uh, we were able to put the thing back together. But the uh, fluorescent lights that lit the studio were uh, just, it was a, a, not a good thing. But <laughs> it worked out okay. We were able to make it work. and the uh, Happy ending,
0: right dear. Mm. I, go, I got to co- say, Lloyd. Sorry, go ahead, Batch. Oh,
2: the cops eating donuts make me laugh every time, too. Anytime you see a cop, <laughs> he's just shoving donuts right into their face. <laughs> I was going to say, like,
0: the exact same thing because I noticed it a lot. Now, like, watching a lot of Trobo films recently, Lloyd, I've been picking hey. up a lot of trademarks. One of them being that every time we see cops in any of your films, they're always eating something at the crime scene or people get thrown out of windows.
4: Well, that is what they do. And that doesn't mean they're bad cops. they just, eat a lot. Well, it's boring. You know, 99% of being a cop is just hanging out and watching. So you can't blame them. But on the other hand, they also kill a lot of black people. Uh, So yeah.
1: So that's
4: yes. not a good thing. No. So uh, there is some reason to make fun of cops, but if you look at Hitchcock's movies, you mm. look at Hitchcock. Look at Psycho. Even in Psycho, the cops are made into kind of goofy uh, characters. Mm. But by the now way, we're we coming uh,
0: up. Yeah, the huh. twist of the film. On, the, twist of I, the film. I, I'm sorry, I apologize. Go no, on. that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I was going to say, like, we're coming to the twist of the film. And I do have to ask, though, because up to this point, like, pretty much, like, Romeo and Juliet pretty much follows, like, the blueprint of the original Romeo and Juliet play in terms of its structure. Mm. How did, where did, like, changing the ending come from? Because we all know that Romeo and Juliet in the original play die. What? Uh, Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Actually, I have,
4: yeah, read, I have read I have read yeah. that uh there are scholars who suggest that Romeo and Juliet were uh, somehow related and that that's what all it was all about ah. So uh, I'm almost finished I'm almost finished uh, thank you very much super and um, uh, I'm there for you, and uh, it's been wonderful hearing my own voice for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: and very much, so it's Lloyd. It's been
0: the best. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, you so Lloyd. much, Lloyd. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: So, yeah, thank you to Lloyd Kaufman, who uh, joined us for most of Romeo and Juliet.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Is Lloyd here? I thought Lloyd was here. Did miss him?
1: Yes, we purposely didn't tell you, Craven.
3: Oh come on! I love these movies, man. There's titties all over the place.
0: Wait, no, did, we did have somebody you. say that? Did somebody say that Lloyd Kaufman was here? Hello, everyone. It's Louise Lasser. <laughs> that hunky boy, Lloyd Kaufman, is such a great filmmaker. I'm a huge fan of his films, and I know my son Todd's a huge fan, but that's and also, particularly Terry, but for different reasons. But anyways. I'm very excited that Lloyd Kaufman was on your show, even though I did miss him. So I'm very upset by that.
1: You know, we didn't tell any we didn't tell any of you people. So so we could just, you know, have a nice, beautiful podcast with the Lloyd Kaufman. It's not a Doobie <laughs>
3: Tuesday without Graven and Louise. You know that. As much as I hate
1: Louise,
3: it, I respect yeah. Louise.
0: <laughs> well, I guess uh, even though Lloyd's not here with yeah. us for the last few minutes of this film, but mm. we are coming to the twist of the film, which Lloyd just mentioned briefly before, mm. is that we discover that Trovio and Juliet are actually brother and sister, or at least half-brother and sister. What? spoiler alert oh my god
1: <laughs> i actually what's, think what's this worse is thing? genius yeah. sorry i was
2: saying what's worse ending in death or incest i,
0: I don't know <laughs> yeah so, that is the funny. question
1: but i mean does it really matter if you didn't know the person as a brother or sister for most of your life or all of your life i, I mean
0: that don't condone any of this. This is wrong. I'm just condoning it for
1: Romeo and Juliet because they clearly are in love.
0: Yes. Well, that is true.
1: Even if they are related. I mean, geez, that's how they kept royal bloodlines intact. Well, that is true. That is very true. I mean, then it was sort of a bit like, hmm, this isn't really the best thing ever. But yeah, who am I to judge? I don't
0: really care. <laughs> yeah and a good old-fashioned trauma style they're like you know what fuck it let's just get together anyway
1: this is such a wonderful movie and oh my gosh guys we actually watched this film with the lloyd kaufman like yeah how, buddy, how yeah, boy. just amazing um no doubt this is the biggest episode of the tubie tuesdays podcast
2: well, we started this show a little what has it been like about two almost uh oh it would have been two years two, years
0: like about, about two, two and a half years out it'll be yeah. almost yeah. on two, yeah almost two years yeah yeah
2: I never thought we would get Lloyd Kaufman on the show
1: uh, neither did I to be <laughs> fair to be fair but wow like what an far. absolute honor um and just what a lovely just lovely beautiful person that Lloyd is um. He he doesn't hold back with um his thoughts and opinions and we love that and uh, mm-hmm. if anybody has um takes offense to anything um that's your business and just keep it to yourself pretty much and what and what show
2: have you been listening to for the last two years yeah and uh,
1: have you ever seen a trauma movie Do you know anything about Lloyd Kaufman the man is a exactly. legend he can say what he likes exactly. um truly he's exactly. um just a, a very wonderful um and lovely individual indeed. Um, we are I almost love, uh... two years into this podcast, by the way. Our first episode dropped July 28, 2020. Ooh. I mean, sorry. Yeah, coming on two years. We're 2022. Wow. wow. I love the the mutant children.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, like, like, I love this whole ending because it's so bright and happy. And then you see the children. It's like, oh, yeah. They're mutant inbred children.
1: <laughs> I don't think it it's necessarily from the inbreeding. I think it's from um,
0: well, it's it is the craziness so. of
1: Tromaville. Like, I think some of that toxic waste from Class of Newcomb High and Toxic Avenger just made it into the drinking water.
0: Well, that is very true. And also, as you notice there, the baby isn't mutated at all. It's just that we know is, of. Uh, Yes. That we know of, yes.
1: But, look, they're accepted of. for their differences, and Troma teaches you this do not condemn the outsider
0: exactly and then we have shakespeare himself
1: <laughs> this was uh i love tromeo and julia what a fantastic film and um just wonderful that lloyd actually um chose this film to to watch yeah. with us and mm-hmm. um the, lovingly dedicated to the memory of Stanley L. Kaufman, there would be no Tremeville without it, 1912 to 1993, as it says on the end of the film. So wonderful, like truly. Um, Woo, yeah, what an Lloyd. honor that Woo. was. Go, Uncle Lloyd. <laughs> Go, Uncle Lloyd. And yeah, we'll stop it there. That that was Tromio and Juliet uh, through most of it with Lloyd Kaufman, and wow, guys.
0: And that yeah, concludes boy, that that concludes month. Yeah, yes. we 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 started off for a month with like the classic like Toxic Avenger, you know, the most well-known one, and we ended it with a bang with Lloyd Kaufman himself joining us for one of his for one a film he chose himself mm. to, for this show.
1: Yeah, incredible, incredible. Um thank you so much to Lloyd and uh his um, I believe it's his assistant that helped um, get all this together for us. And, yes, as you would have heard, uh, it is a little bit different than our normal episodes because we uh, we have had to record this um, uh, at separate times just to make sure we get everything. So hopefully the film, if you watch the film along with listening to us, it holds up a little bit but um, shouldn't take too much tweaking to find all the right spots. Um, But amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, Lloyd, for everything. And please be sure to check out Troma now. It is Troma's fantastic streaming service. You get your first month for free when you sign up. And in Australia, it is only like $6.99 a month. That is extremely cheap for um, a streaming service with thousands of titles you can watch um, you can watch Tromeo and Juliet with uh, just Lloyd's commentary on there. You can watch it with James Gunn's commentary. They have all the extra features. You've got the Toxic Avenger um, you know, animated series. There's so much. There's documentaries, all sorts of things. Troma now is absolutely worth it. So please check it out and get all your Troma merch from the Troma shop. We are going to promote the fuck out of Troma because we love it. Um, so yes, show them all the love in the world. And uh yeah, as usual, we can be found at supermarcy.com and you can find all the links for the Tubi Tuesdays podcast at our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash the Tuesdays podcast. So check that out. The the Super Network is on all your major social media platforms. And, yeah, just look up the Tuesdays podcast in your podcast streaming player to find us there. So be sure to subscribe, leave a comment, all that good stuff. Um, and if you want to say hi to me personally, I'm at twittercom supermarcy. And um, I'm on letterbox at super underscore Marcy. So you can find me at those locations. Uh, Batch, where can people find you?
2: Find me every Tuesday on Web Tales, the Spider Man podcast, where me and Mark Chevalier recap the classic issues of the Amazing Spider Man from the beginning to present day. You can also find me on Fridays on Avenging Tales, where me and James Simpson recap all the classic issues of the Mighty Avengers on the Pop 4D network.
1: Excellent. And make sure to check out Pop 4D on Facebook. Bead, where can people check you out?
0: Well, people want to find me personally, they can find me on my Twitter page at twitter.com slash or my letterbox account at letterbox.com slash And, of course, all my writings over at supermassy.com with all my reviews and columns
1: excellent so with that said thank you to everyone for joining in if this was your first time listening to the to be tuesdays podcast i hope you had an absolute blast because we did and our returning listeners thank you so much for the support and uh we'll see you next tuesday everybody bye-bye
0: see you next tuesday everyone bye
1: parting is such sweet sorrow Tubey Tuesdays podcast is proudly sponsored by Surfshark VPN. Why would you have a VPN in this day and age? Well, a lot of people are quite concerned about tracking and their online privacy and using a VPN ensures that you are safe and secure online. Surfshark VPN provides a lot of extra added layers of security as well as ad blocker and a kill switch if your information is ever compromised. The other added bonus of having a fantastic VPN with Surfshark is if a movie we're watching on the Be Tuesdays podcast is not available in your country, you can switch on that VPN, go to the country that it is in, and watch the movie. Surfshark VPN also allows you to do this on other streaming platforms where if you're missing some content in that library, you can turn this on and have a look at what else is on offer. Surfshark VPN is one of the most reliable and cheapest of the VPNs out there with up to 81% off offer when you subscribe for 24 months. Please use the link surfshark.deals slash supernetwork to take advantage of this amazing deal. Thank you Surfshark. Surfy shark do 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 doo. Now back to the 2B Tuesdays podcast. <laughs>